Welcome to the Mercy Hill Podcast. My name is Brandon Nichols. I'm one of the pastors of Mercy Hill Church in Marietta, Georgia. And we love to have discussions that are intended to stir up our affections for Jesus. Today, my friend Dave Black is joining us. Dave is the pastor of Grace Church in Kennesaw, Georgia. And just a guy that I love, love spending time with. Dave's going to help us out today. As we continue to study the book of Mark together by answering this question, what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Dave, welcome back again. Second time to the podcast. It's great to see you. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be back. Good, good. Well, uh, last time you told everybody a little bit about yourself. Some folks might not have heard that. Sure. And so uh, why don't you just answer that question again? Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is David Black. I have a wife, Lauren, and three kids, nine, six, and three. And uh, we are from the area. I pastor a church called Grace Church up near the Town Center Mall. And some people from Mercy Hill might remember you or recognize your name because we did Easter together online right at the beginning of COVID. In the garage. In the garage. It was great. That's right. Yeah, the, we always called it the secret uh, streaming. Undisclosed location. Uh, undisclosed yeah. location. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was really good. Well, um, as you know, uh, we've been walking through the Book of Mark together as a church, talking about Jesus as the true king. Uh, who is ushering in this new kingdom of God. And we come to a just wild text today uh, that's hard to understand. A lot of people are going to have questions about it. Uh, so we find it in Mark chapter 3. So I'm going to read it, okay. and then I'm going to get out of your way and let uh, sure. you explain what's going on in this text. Mark chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 22. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and... By the prince of demons, he cast out demons. And he called them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. Dave, what in the world yeah. is going on in this passage? Well, I think before we get to uh, the $10,000 question uh, about the Holy Spirit, I think we should at least set the stage maybe and walk up from For what's sure. going yeah, on. Yeah. So in 22, verse 22, you see that this is similarly, like Jesus had these confrontations with the Pharisees locally in his area where he's been uh, talking about the Sabbath. I think you guys just talked about that. Um, and kind of pushing back on these containers of worship that they thought they are going to bring about the kingdom. Uh, so they call out the big guns. The scribes would have been experts in the law. They say, hey, come down. They come down from Jerusalem. Uh, so these are guys from out of town. These would have been well-known people, and they're there to kind of give their expert opinion. On Jesus. On Jesus. Right. Right? Similarly, like, hey, I don't know what this is over here. And like, Let's call someone who knows. They call them in. And so they give their verdict, uh, which is, uh, hey, he's possessed by Beelzebub. 
or Beelzebul, depending on your translation. And that is a very offensive, honestly, uh, statement, uh, because they're, what they're doing is they're, they're taking a uh, foreign god's name, and they had actually uh, kind of brought that in to refer to Satan or devil's kingdom, uh, and they're applying it to uh, a trash pile or a dung heap, and uh, they're saying like, hey, uh, he's lord of the... I can't say it on this podcast, but the, the, the crap. Lord like, of the BS. Lord of the crap. Yeah, right? yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Like, and that would have been uh, not only a reference to Satan, it was a derogatory like statement to him, Yeah. but they're applying kind of a crass... It's a double put down. Right. Not only are you satanic, uh, but we're going to say that in a very gross way. Right. And, so Yeah. Yeah, so what's the experts come to town right to give their opinion on uh-huh. Jesus and their opinion is basically he's got a demon yep and he is full of crap that's correct right okay. if you could say those two things in our culture at the same time which i don't think we can they did that's they what figured they did. it out yeah yeah. yeah 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 and so then Jesus honestly it's almost like if he had a whiteboard he would start doing an equation Right. Okay. He's like, okay, guys. So this is like Goodwill Hunting. Right. Literally. Right. Yeah. How do you like them apples? Like right. he's like, how do we, how do we, f- let's just think this through, experts of the law. If, if it's Satan, right? He's like, how does Satan cast out Satan? Right. I, I kind of, I think he'd work in tandem with himself, right? Like, if this is territory already accomplished by Satan, to what good does it do him to demonstrate that by any means? And he says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. You know, and that's just Napoleon knew that, uh, Hitler knew that, any mom at home with toddlers knows that, right? right. It's yes. like if this is things divided, we got problems. Uh, and so he's going, that doesn't make sense. Um, if Satan has risen up against himself, he's divided. Uh, and he goes, no, no one can enter a strong man's house, this is verse twenty-seven, and plunder is good unless he first binds the strong man. Then, indeed, he may plunder his house. And he's saying, again, if you're looking at Mark and authority and kingdom language here, this is all kingdom language. If you go to conquer a kingdom and you want to plunder that kingdom, you first have to conquer the ruling king. Right. And then take control of him before you can control his stuff. Right. And, and he's basically going, okay, so if I'm not Satan and I have the power to conquer Satan... Who would that be? <laughs> right. Scribes. And they're like, mm, I don't want to say. I right. don't want to say. It, right. It's literally the A plus B equals C. So then what is this, guys? And um, they just dig in their heels. Yeah. Um, which then leads us to the question everybody wants an answer to, right? Uh, he talks about blasphemy. He talks specifically about blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What is going on here? Right. So particularly scribes would have been the ones who would have uh, conveyed a uh, judgment of blasphemy. They're experts in the law. Right. Their expert opinion is to know when someone is blaspheming. You're right. So now he's pushing into their world. Right. And he's going, guys, you want to talk about blasphemy? The thing that you're an expert of, you're actually committing it. Right. And here's what he's saying. So a blasphemy... Oh, man, how would we put that? I probably should have put some thought to that before we talked about it. What would you say? So blasphemy is just teaching, declaring something that runs in a contradictory fashion to the truth of God. Right. Right? Is that that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's actually 
uh, or to utter or to attribute to something that is contrary to God's nature, right? Uh, the qualities of God, right? Vice versa, right? Yeah, it's like um, so. It's, it doesn't mean like a small like difference of opinion in right. teaching a text. It means like you're swinging and missing on the big idea, the very character of God. Yeah, and there's intent there, right? Right. There, it's this isn't like oops, I accidentally did that, right? And I, I want to slow down here because I feel like it's really popular social media age to just go ahead and say, oh, that's blasphemy or a heresy or that's whatever. And we're not advocating that. Slow down. There has to be some serious charges and a lot of intent with a person. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. This is their culture, right? Right, right. And so he's going, notice, by the way, he's saying blasphemy is forgivable. Right. Let's just point that out. Jesus is like, hey, I tell you, all sins will be forgiven by the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter. Right. Like, oh, hold on, right? There's actually, like, it's not... It's not what he's saying. He's not saying like, oh, blasphemy itself is irredeemable. Right. Right. Uh, but then he goes, there's this thing. There's this type of counter uh, pushback into the things of God and the nature of God against the Holy Spirit. Uh, it says, never has forgiveness and is guilty of an eternal sin. And, uh, and immediately you're like, what is that? Right. Right. Whatever uh, it is, I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, pastorally... I think if someone comes to me and they're like, I think that I've committed this, I'm in danger of this, I feel guilty, I'm afraid for my soul, if they're like expressing that kind of language, I'm like, well, one, number one, I don't think people who actually have committed that express that right. repentance, right? right. You know, they right. don't respond to the gospel in that yeah. way. Um, I think what he is saying is this, um, that refusing to hear is worse than uh, never hearing at all. And so here's what I mean. Uh, sometimes people come to me and they say, what about the people in Africa? Mm-hmm. And here's what they mean. What about some far-off dark place where the gospel has never been preached? Right. What will God do with them? Will he forgive them? And what Jesus is almost saying here is like, actually, you should be more concerned with the people who have heard the gospel. And refused. And refused it. Right. right. Because we know this is true. It's all throughout Scripture that whenever the gospel's given, our hearts are either hardened or they're softened. Right. Either it's refusal or revival. Those are the two ways to go. Now, I'm not saying all out, but we incrementally move one way or the other uh, when it comes to trusting God fully or even in responding to the text, right? And so he's saying the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one uh, who brings about conviction, brings about uh, judgment of this world, brings about the awareness of sin. He'll say that later in John. You can go look that up. Um, uh, But... So he's saying, when the Holy Spirit's convicting you, when he's making it clear and obvious, and the math is pointing to the fact uh, that this is God's word, this is God himself, and you're saying, I don't want to hear that, you're plugging your ears, he's like, then really, how can there be forgiveness of sin? Right. As long as that occurs, there's no forgiveness. And so this is not something that I would quickly run around to somebody else and go, oh, that's you. <laughs> right. Because we don't know eternity. Right. We don't know the end. Uh, I think Jesus is looking at them, and, and the, I don't really think he's condemning them as much as he's saying, this is a warning. Right, tread lightly here. Tread lightly. Right. Uh, and, and we can see that because it's in the text. Like, it says, uh, he's guilty of an eternal sin. Then we get this note, for they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Mm-hmm. As long as they continue to tribute to the king the works of the devil, then they'll never find the king. Right. Because as long as they say, we'll take anybody but you... What can you do? Yeah. And really, this then serves to kind of pull together 
the two passages on either side. Yeah, absolutely. So the Pharisees and the stories on the Sabbath, yes. Jesus is grieved at the hardness of their heart, yep. that they will not receive the word, mm-hmm. they will not receive the king. Yep. And then he goes into the parable of the sower, which yep. is specifically about the receptivity of your heart to the good news yes, of the gospel. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you see even before that, there's a little section about who's my family? Who am I? And he's, Jesus says, it's those who hear and obey the word of God. Right. And it's like, oh, right. The family of God isn't the religious elite right now who are necessarily saying, this is not the king. They yeah. refuse God himself. The family of God are those who are responsive to God. Yeah. So let's make sure we're really clear on this question, because this is the one that people have a yep. lot of questions about. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit yep. is not using certain word prof- profanity together. Right. Not advisable, but yeah, that's, that's not, not what we're talking about. Yep. It is not if you've ever said anything in your life against God. You can be forgiven for that. Right. Right. It is a hardness of your heart yes. that rejects the work of God. Yep. It's putting your fingers in your ears while there's a train coming and going, I don't care. I'm not refusing to listen. I'm going to do what I want to do. In perpetuity, yeah. meaning like forever. Yeah. I, 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 you know, that's why the author of Hebrews says, uh, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. And that's really the call, I think, for yeah. people listening today yeah. is um, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think the call is to repent mm-hmm. and believe. And as long as uh, the king is not yet visibly here. Uh, we got time. Yeah. So let's leave on some good news. This passage is confusing. Yeah. The great news is no matter what you said, no matter what you've done, Mm -hmm. it can be forgiven. Absolutely. As long as you are receptive to the good news of Jesus, God's presence invading your heart and life. Yeah. And respond. Respond. Man, that's good. That's good. All right, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again for joining us today on the Mercy Hill Podcast. I hope today was helpful for you, uh, not just to clarify this big question, what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, but even more so to give you hope uh, that no matter what you've done or what you've even uttered before about God, uh, that you can be forgiven by responding to the good news that Jesus rescues sinners like you and me. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time.